All right, now it's time to talk about our brand new sponsor, Peloton. Jason, ah. you're a big Peloton guy, right? I am a big Peloton fan. Everyone loves them. One of my favorite things to do is walk on treadmills. So I'm, I've been chopping at the bit for this tread. Is this real? I swear to God. Kylie and I ordered it probably a month ago. That a boy. Way to pump it up. Yeah. Well, 92 percenters, whether you're like Jason and trying to get in shape during retirement or just trying to add a new challenge to your training, spring is the best time to get started. Just in time for summer, baby. Warmer days are coming. How about that? That's right. Peloton's varying class lengths allow you to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add 10-minute core session at the end of your metrics-focused class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your goals. And there's also a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, marathon training, all created to grow your skills. Plus, Peloton Entertainment lets you work hard while you watch harder. Catch all of your favorite teams and streaming options like NBA League Pass while you power up your training. How about that? Get a head start on the summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. And I would advise getting a major head start because they are backordered. They are running out of these things. <laughs> Can't make them fast enough. Selling like hotcakes. Is there a less intimidating dog than a bulldog? Like like Georgia Rottweilers. I'm like, that's a vicious dog. But bulldog, I there's zero concern about it. I'm kick. I'm punting the out of a bulldog. Just grab it by the back of the neck and just hold it up here. Right. It can't get to me. I guess we can't talk trash because Cincinnati, what's a, a bearcat sounds ferocious. Little do they know, bearcats are super. Have you ever looked up those things? <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. A bistrong or whatever it's called. It's about the least intimidating thing you'd ever walk up on. Look out! Here comes the big Tyrone, Bistron. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to New Heights, presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment. New Heights is brought to you by our friends at Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> Heyo! For a limited time, order any burger and get six boneless wings for just a dollar. That's, That's what right. I'm talking about. That's right. It's a hell of a deal, right there. Yeah, we are your hosts. I'm Travis Kelsey. Best this chicken nuggets deals Kelsey. you'll find. Yeah, those lengthy chicken nuggets that they call boneless wings. <laughs> Both out of the University of Cincinnati, me and Jason are Cleveland Heights high school graduates. And uh, yeah, New Heights comes to you every single Wednesday. We try and get new episodes to you on Wednesdays. Um, but subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts and follow the show on all social media platforms at New Heights Show with one S. And you'll find out if we drop any uh, episodes uh, at any other time. Hell so, yeah. Jason. You know the deal. Tell them what they got coming up. Yeah, we got an incredible show today, Trav. We're going to recap the draft for the Kansas City Chiefs and Philadelphia Eagles in a little right bit now. of detail. We're going to let you know how the live show went. And we're also going to get you updated on a future up-and-coming episode that uh, might be our biggest one yet. All so right stay now. tuned to the end of the right show when we release that. But first, as always, new news. New news. New Still a top five sports podcast on Apple and Spotify. That's right. If there was a podcast draft for sports podcasts, we'd be in the first round. Uh, All the right, lottery picks over here, baby. Yeah, Just yeah. New Heights lottery pick. Got to let everybody out there know how much we appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week. The 92 percenters continuing to make this uh, podcast going strong in the offseason. So we're going to get to uh, one of our favorite segments to honor those 92 percenters, which is our fan mention of the week. All right now. This one is from a Reddit page. You so many thoughts eighty. So many thoughts. Oh, well, I'd like to hear so what some many of these thoughts. thoughts. I guess we're going to hear what one of these <laughs> thoughts is right now. Hit me with a thought. 
They're pitching us an official New Heights drinking game. Every time you hear Travis mm. Kelsey say, go ahead. All right, now. There it is. You take a drink. Is it a terrible idea, Trav? Um, take a drink of anything? No. Taking a drink of alcohol? I don't know if that's the way we want to go. Yeah. All right, now. All right, now. I guess it depends uh, if you're driving afterwards. That's a good, I mean, yeah, no. It's a or good 21. Point. All right, now. All right, now. That's uh I mean you can get uh you can get kinda out of control when you have a few beers in you. You get a little loose cannonish, mm. if you know uh, what I mean. All uh, right, right now. now. <laughs> you can fucking use it whenever you want. It's the it's, it's literally great, it's, it's I'm programmed. I'm programmed no matter what somebody says. Yeah, it's it's a great uh it, it what it is is when you have when you're actually not listening to what the person's saying in front of you. <laughs> And you're he struggling. On. I mean, I he got on. We all have our little things. Like <laughs> you just hear that. You just hear that that little person trail off. All right now. All right now. <laughs> um, do it's we have any nice other generic response to absolutely anything? Hey, but saying. it's not generic. That's the beauty of it. It's <laughs> generic for you, but to everybody else is like, man, that guy's creative. I like. I like his flavor. There's, um, there was some spice on that, and I don't even know which direction it went. Yeah. What? Uh, are there any other New Heights drinking game rules like, besides drinking whenever we say all right now? I'm just going to turn this into freaking Eddie Brewski. Yeah. Just little, uh, uh, what's Wayne the, Brewski? Uh, Wayne, Wayne Brewski, Brewski 99. Or, uh, you go into, uh, uh, oh my gosh, what's the ACDC? Uh, why am I... Uh, Thunder, and you got to chug until they say the next thunder. Um, Dude, I haven't played that one. That sounds like you haven't played just, that. Let's just black. You out. haven't played Thunderstruck. <laughs> I haven't played that. I mean, that's there's one part. I, there was always competition in all the drinking games that I've ever played in. That just looks like yeah. It's just like let's just it's, it's a good pregamer to getting s- some fun started. Yeah. And there's one point in the song where they don't say thunder for another like. 45 seconds and it's a long chug. You're finishing your beer and starting another one. All right. All right. Now. <laughs> what would the New Heights drinking game be called? I'm trying to think of uh, Brew Heights. Ah! Ooh, Brew Heights. Brew Heights. That's pretty damn good. You got to take a drink every time Travis can't uh, spell or pronounce a word. Fuck. <laughs> this is gonna don't just start coming up with fucking words either. if that's that's if that's gonna be a part of it that's fucked up <laughs> what, what's i'm one just gonna me? be over here taking drinks on like words you say and just not even saying every it. time jason goes on a random rant, that one every time i go on a random rant you just have to chug your beer until i'm done going on my rant <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one too i like that rule oh start that's, talking about that, donuts that has no connection let's just start chugging yeah <laughs> Um. Yeah, <laughs> this is a funny one from the team. Every anytime I say cut that, uh, yeah, <laughs> just half of the things yeah, I say. No, uh, we got to cut that. I don't even it's need literally to say just it gonna come. It's literally just gonna cut to the, like the point of you saying, "Yeah, let's cut that," just so that we can get the drink in. Yeah, because we can't. You, we got to cut it. Listen, if any of you guys have some other ideas for rules for brew heights, maybe this is a game we could play coming up down the I'm stretch in. here. You know, got a lot of off season going. You know, might be fun, but uh, 
Yeah. All right now. I think that's a great job. Good job. Uh, so many thoughts. 80. Well played. So many thoughts. I'm glad you're drinking <laughs> when you listen to us. Yeah. Like, how can this? I get in on this? Yeah. Not feel like I hope he's not doing it during the live show because or not during the live uh, post on YouTube. It's like 930 in the morning. If he's drinking at 930 in the morning, I mean, get a hold of yourself. So I ain't going to lie. I was, I've been drinking 930 at 930 Yeah. I mean, I've done it too, but usually morning, it's not on a Tuesday. Morning became, morning, morning became or a Wednesday. the previous night though. That's when I'm still mm-hmm. drinking. We have new merch. New merch. New merch. That is correct. Uh, speaking of our right now, hey, as we take a drink, we've got uh, we've got new merch. Check out homage.com slash new heights to check out our new shirts. And uh, we've got rooting for offense and our right now on sale as I said it again. Good catch. It's a lot of a shock. That being said, make sure you check out the website. That's uh, homage.com slash new heights yet again. And check out all our T-shirts. I think they're all pretty clever and pretty fun. And uh, most of all, they're actually all extremely comfortable. And uh, that's what I'm here for. I'm here about comfort and fashion. As Jason doesn't hear anything that I'm saying right now. Uh, right now. <laughs> um, I actually don't think you're for comfort at all. You're all about fashion. You wear shoes that don't fit you just because a lot of these manufacturers stop making them at, thir- at 14. Who says they don't fit? If they're on, they fit. Travis. It might just be a little snug. <laughs> or they might just be a little big. But they're not comfortable. What- Usually, typically, they are comfortable. I've uh, I've started to kind of step away from the shoes that hurt my feet because my feet are uh, fat and uh, they uh, they hurt a lot. I've yeah. had a few surgeries on them, and it's not fun to wear uh, shoes that are too small anymore. I, did you know your foot could get arthritis? I thought arthritis was like limited to like and, joints. Uh, yeah, well, there's a few joints down there. Yeah, but it's not the ankle. Like I thought, like you get arthritis in your ankle. I was doing. Uh, one of the first running drills this off season. I was like, man, I think my might have broke. I got like a stress fracture in my foot or something. Like they gave me well, an X ray and they're like, no, terrifying. your foot's fine. You just uh, you just have arthritis in your you're foot. You're just like, in what? your head. <laughs> I got arthritis in you're my just, foot. You're a walking piece of arthritis, dude. It's getting bad. It's getting real bad. That's why yeah. I take pink pills. Let's not get into what kind of pills we're taking. We already went down this road. Yeah, my man, freaking uh, Acho over here. Giving pink pills a bad name. Pink pills have helped me get the 13 years. I'm not going to lie. Pink pills are not the issue that's going no. around in the league. If well, anything, there's no issues going around the league. Yeah, all these guys exactly. trying to stop pink pills and all these. These are just guys that have Listen, been out of the league. Stop ruining yeah. it for people that are still playing. Don't all right? you dare take any of that out. Yeah. Because then I start to get. I'm going to have to retire. That's what's going to happen. I can't. Vitamin T and pink pills is getting th- year 13. That's its only chance. <laughs> You think I'm you think I'm playing 13 years in the NFL on turmeric and fucking beet juice? Get the fuck out of here. Let's just, let's just move on, dude. Let's I get so on. mad when they're like, oh, like I I put your collagen support for your joints, <laughs> lady. That shit is not doing a fucking thing. I'm taking pink pills. Did you get your ginger shot this morning? 
I'm, I, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. I do drink oh. beet juice, but listen, I drink it. I do turmeric. I do. Man, I'll do anything. Ginger doing, shots. Yeah, I'm doing everything. I'm doing it all. But I'm definitely taking that pink pill before I go out for practice. <laughs> yeah. If I can do all of that, if I don't get the pink pill in me, I ain't fucking practicing. It's gonna be a bad day. Yeah, it's not even an option at this point. Yeah, no, it's not an option. Fuck it. We did it live, ladies and gentlemen. Hell yeah. We went live in Kansas City. Uh, shout out to Kansas City Live and the um, the um, Kansas City Music Hall. It was yeah, uh, absolutely freaking rocking, man. What a beautiful place. What a beautiful place. And uh, what a beautiful place to have our first live show. Yeah. Um, shout out to the 92% of the Did not disappoint. Oh, my gosh. So electric. Will you guys sit down? Can you sit down for one second and let us talk? All right now. All right now. No, that's, that was, uh, it was, I can't even explain how amazing it was. It was um, way better than I could have ever expected it. Way more energy than I could have ever expected. Kind of blew my load in the beginning because <laughs> the t-shirt cannons would have worked. Dude, those things but are I'll exciting. tell you what, when they started working, it was going. I want to buy was, <laughs> Those things are fun. Why are they so? They're dangerous too. Yeah. Well, I mean, you imagine you can, putting something harder than a t-shirt in that thing? Yeah, well. I, did, I can. <laughs> we, we almost threw a beer in there. You guys almost put, that would have been bad. I almost put a beer in there, yeah. That would have been awesome. Where does one <laughs> buy one of those? Imagine? You can rent them. I say we just keep renting them. There was a. There's, uh, there's, there was, you know, those rent nothing parties like a rental. I'll tell you what, they were electric and they, uh, they matched the crowd's energy. That's yeah. what I loved about them. And uh, I'm not going to lie, I went into it thinking it was going to be more 50-50, like there was going to be some Eagles fans that showed up. Guess they couldn't figure out where to get tickets because Kansas City well, you was, thought it was everywhere be 50, that thing. You thought it was going to be 50-50. I, I don't know. I thought it was like draft weekend. We got a lot of new heights, like East Kelsey. Coast I signed a few uh, Eagles jerseys in there. For 92 percenters, why the fuck would I ever say fans? That is such a – Yeah, a, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. We have a bunch of new heights, fans. East Coast 92 percenters. There was, um, there was a on the way into the venue. We saw some Eagles fans. I gave them a nice go birds. Yeah, Those there were some. The there were some Eagles fans saw. there, but it was definitely a, a, a red sea for sure. Yeah, the I was in enemy up, enemy territory. You were, but you were getting love. You were getting love in enemy territory. Yeah, it was um, like uh, overall. Obviously, we thought it went amazing. Honestly, don't know how it could have gone any better. Yeah. No, outside kind of, of uh, we we both came uh, came out on this. We're um we're all trying to learn and get better at this whole uh, new heights that we've taken our games to in this um on camera on mic world. Yeah. Um. So trying to uh, trying to get you know genuine conversations in short amount of times and stuff like it's that. Tough. It's tough, and uh, we're all learning at it. But man, it was um it was awesome to just sit there and talk to the guests that we had and um. Yeah, I mean it, it helps. Just, it helps when you have awesome guests. You know, Roger Goodell. I mean, are we uh, saying this right now? Are we? Yeah, really. Are yeah, we, Roger Goodell absolutely killed Eric Stone shooting Creed, Tony Gonzalez, Chad Henney, and Pat Mahomes. I mean, we didn't really need to do much. It was going to be a killer <laughs> show. You ain't lying. We were like, you "Hey, here's some lying. teacher kids." <laughs> All right, Pat, <laughs> take the microphone. <laughs> God, my God, Chad Henney. The people we really need to thank are one, the venue. We need to thank the Kansas City Music Hall for doing an outstanding job and hosting that event. Uh, but we need to thank our production team. Quite frankly, I mean, yeah. the fact that that was done at that level, uh, uh, the New Heights team, you guys, fucking killed it, man. It was so Absolute well done stars. from start to finish. We kind of went there thinking it was going to be 
just kind of like, yeah, we're just going to talk. Know, and, do, and then I was like, wow, this is actually like, this is like a real thing. Okay. Well, okay. This is. Yeah. So this um, is pretty legit. Pretty you know, legit. We had, we had tons of edited video and content for people coming in the door. We had music going on. We had t-shirt cannons. We had babies. Um, I mean, it could not have gone better. And, um, you know, despite you and I flubbing uh, the content a little bit, they killed it. So good job, yeah. uh, New Heights team. Unbelievable. Seriously, I can't can't say it enough. You guys uh, make us look way better than we actually are. Um, we got some audience uh, favorite. What did, that's uh, before I get ahead of myself. What are your um? What are some of your favorite moments of the show? Oh man, um, my favorite moment was Roger Goodell's monologue because it was just, like surreal that he was there at all. <laughs> I didn't think he was. And I get thought booed, he was just going to go up. He got booed. Which I'm like, guys, this isn't the draft. We can cheer for Roger Goodell for this. You know? <laughs> he gets booed coming out, delivers an epic monologue, which I wasn't prepared. I thought we were just doing the, uh, the, intros. the intro he, he like drafted, we were draft right? picks. Drafted, yeah. yeah. I didn't know he had this whole thing laid out. And I was laughing. So that was <laughs> probably the most fun part because it was the thing that I didn't see coming. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, um, you know, all the guests – and, you know, the fans were incredibly electric, but, um, you know, Creed is a guy that I think both you and I have talked about. We wanted to get on the show for a long time. Eric Stone Street, another one, Tony G. Uh, we were happy that he was able to fit us into a schedule man, that week. That was epic, man. And, uh, you know, getting Chad Henney that ball back, that might have been – that was the icing <laughs> on the cake. That was definitely the icing on the cake. It was fun, um, man. So I think uh, all in all, I mean, it was just – there's a lot of great moments. There was one really bad moment at the end that kind of made the show not that fun for me. But outside of that, it was a great show. Yeah. Well, I still thought that that moment at the end was impeccable. Um, I enjoyed every second of it. Little did I know I was going to enjoy seeing you in that diaper. I told you I didn't want to see you in that diaper before. I thought it could have just been. I tried, by the way, everybody, I tried to get Jason out of this bet about 100 times, yeah. and he just he was a man of his word. That's what he kept saying. He said yeah. he couldn't live with himself. He made the bet. He made the bet. I'm not backing down from a from a bet. It's a, it's um, a good man. It's a good man right there. I um I'll tell you what. One of my favorite moments was um, it it really happened a couple times throughout the throughout the show because I felt like I still had to have like some type of guarded up, even though we were live and it was yeah. in a room and we're still gonna kind of I would assume edit it to where you know it's yeah, gonna look. It's not good gonna be the on, same on YouTube, but yeah. it's gonna be good. It's going to be, you know, just a little more buttoned up. And I um, <laughs> I kept looking at Coach Reed in the stands. Like, Did you? Could you see him? <laughs> Is he laughing? <laughs> Is he enjoying it? I'm just like, <laughs> like, and then I would see him smiling. I'm just like, yes, we're on the ground. Right, I couldn't good. see him when I was sitting down. I knew exactly where he was. And yeah. sure enough, he was enjoying it, man. That's awesome. It was cool. Everybody that uh, that came in terms of the uh, the front office and the team, um, all the Chiefs Kingdom. Everybody keeps saying how much how much fun they in, they had, and uh, that's all that really matters, man. If you came out of there enjoying the the content and the uh, the entertainment that we tried to provide, that's everything, man. So we uh, we appreciate you guys for making for sure. that one a, a memorable experience for us. No doubt. Um, Jason, any reaction uh, on the new haircut when you got home? I mean, we had well, uh, I mean, we had baby Benny out here in yeah. uh, in KC. We did show Wyatt in a clip that um, well, that was one of my favorite things because you see the like 
Instagram videos or TikTok. I don't do the TikTok stuff. Well, I guess. Yeah, I don't do TikTok. They come across um, your phone every now and then. I, well, Kylie sends them to me every once in a while. So, But then I have to have like the app or something like that. And I'm not downloading the app. But uh, I was I always see like the when the dad shaves his beard or his hair and then goes up to uh, his son or daughter, young baby, and see their reaction. So one of my favorite things was to see Wyatt and Elliot's reaction uh, to the head being shaved. And uh, Wyatt did not disappoint. Uh, we got that clip actually right here. We're going to play it. Not right now. What? What? Your brain is gone. My what's gone? It's gone. What's gone? Your hair is gone. Your hair is gone. What happened? Do you like it? Do you like it with the hair or without the hair? Your hair is gone. <laughs> God, your hair. Gone. You like it with the hair or without the hair? Without the hair. You like it without the hair? It went it off. <laughs> <laughs> Did you touch it, Why? Did you touch it? <laughs> the brain's gone. <laughs> the brain's gone. The brain's gone? Mom, why the brain is gone? Why is my hair gone? <laughs> yeah. I lost a bet to Uncle Travi and he uh, cut it off. Uh, he cut it off? <laughs> he cut my hair off. No, it's not. No, you have to get new hair. I do have to get new hair. Yeah, you should. You should get pink hair. A pink hair? Yeah. All right. Uh, hopefully, it grows back pink. Get pink and cut your hair. No, we're not cutting that. <laughs> no, get pink hair for me. Okay, for you. Pink hair for you. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why she thought my brain was gone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> turns it, turns out uh, dad's brain has been gone, Wyatt. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to have to try and get a, a pink wig here coming up and catch uh, reaction number two from uh, from Wyatt. Elliot's been asking for the pink hair too. So I got I got something in store. I can't wait. Please, please, please get this on video for oh, us. Oh, I am. Yeah, I got it. I Amazoned it. It'll be here by tonight. And uh, <laughs> we'll get it out there. I can't wait, man. Well, we got some audience reactions as well. Uh, Haley Nodding called. Uh, I think that's how you say that. I'm not much of a reader, but it's fine. Yeah, you see Haley, like Haley Nodding or Nading, one of them. Yeah, Haley Nading and um, called it an unforgettable. Is it Haley? It might be Haley. God damn it! Is that I? Oh, that's Haley. I thought it was two L's. Do we My have bad. to take a drink because I don't know this one? No, no, no. That was a proposed rule. That's not an official rule yet. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Haley Nodding called it an unforgettable night. Oh, nice. Showed me uh me Pat on stage and um yeah yeah it's wonderful. I mean, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a Heights New Heights show about two brothers and uh, she took a picture of the two Kansas City Chiefs guys and I'm <laughs> off in the distance. It was a really meaningful picture for both of us. Well, like we said, Chiefs Kingdom was in attendance. Creed Humphrey tweets, he needs to brush up on his sitcoms. Dude, and, that uh, was funny. That, that was, was actually a, hilarious. That was another unexpected moment. But Creed. Um, it, that is one of the best things about football is to see the like differences in um, generations. 100%. You know what I mean? Like the music guys listen to, 
the uh, the shows, shows guys are familiar with, especially like kids shows. Mm-hmm. Like for me, Saved by the Bell, that's what we watch. We watch that every freaking day growing up. Every day growing up. These dudes now, they don't know what Saved by the Bell is. They don't know who Kelly Kapowski is. <laughs> I got, I got told I was Zach, Zach Morris and Creed had no idea yeah. who Zach Morris was. They're talking about some like uh, wannabe Jake or Zach or some shit. I don't fucking know. I, <laughs> I think that was the tail end of my childhood. <laughs> Which one's that one? That's Disney, I think. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's one of the cool things is finding out about new uh, new things that uh, or seeing like the differences with you and your teammates. Because we were we were the tail end of the eighties. I was literally yeah. the tail end. I was only in the eighties for two months. Yeah. But um, no, kids nope. are kids are being born in the two thousands now. Yeah, they don't know nothing so about Bone Thugs the and Harmony. Higher nineties yeah. era. Bone Thugs and Harmonies. Who's that? You don't even know what Pokemon cards are. That's right. <laughs> you only are trying to you're trying to resell them things. I was yeah. still opening packs. You're trying to catch them on the corner of third and Gerard, and that's yeah, on your on your Snapchat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I'm out here fishing for them in the CD game exchange. <laughs> you had to buy packs and try and open it and hope that you got a Snorlax. <laughs> Speaking of that, dude, would that be a good episode? CDs. Would that be a good episode? Man. I have uh, a few boxes of unopened cards from Tom Brady's rookie year that I own. Should we Ooh. unbox them on a show and see if there's a rookie Tom Brady in it? Um, maybe, uh, maybe that's something you just uh, do on my own. Do yeah, just do it your own. <laughs> I thought it'd be good. Content. I would be, I would be interested for sure. Not sure I mean, if everyone cool. else is going to be interested in it. You don't think people would be interested? I'm, I'm definitely going to be dialed into it because I love trading unbox. cards. You yeah. love trading cards? Yeah. Who's your Who's your most wanted card? My most wanted card. Yes. There's a card that is of me and you, and it's a uh, jersey uh, worn game. I know exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah. But it has the Nike logo on the jersey on on the card. One from your jersey and a Nike logo from from my jersey. Yep. And it's both on the card. And I think that is. That's pretty cool. I'm a Nike guy. I'm a Nike guy. I've been a Nike guy. You see it right there. It's on my freaking neck right now, dude. Moving on to Sierra Jasso. Chase Jasso, Yasso. Your guess is live, as good as mine. I think live just Sierra. The, uh, she live tweeted the whole show. How is Sierra Jasso rare enough that it needs a four at the end of it? Like there's four, there's three other. <laughs> she there's three had, other she Sierra Jassos. She must have forgot her, uh, her not only her Twitter password, but her, uh, that's what's, her that's what email happened. password as well. Because yeah. so that's just, how you get a new one. You don't right. remember your email password. So you can't go in and change the new pet. Yeah, no, trust me. Been there, been there, Sierra. She live tweeted the show, but she really loved talking about uh, the NFL scripts writers. Hey. And when uh, our guy Roger was up there yeah. talking about how he scripted the whole thing. Yeah, so. it was he was very candid and open about the NFL scripting policy. Um, you have to catch that when the episode airs, but he uh, he he admitted it. I thought it was it was it was a big moment for the NFL to finally admit. It. The scripting, um, yep, and uh, Sierra clearly enjoyed it too. She All, sure did. At least the fourth one, fourth iteration. Speaking of the uh, the music hall in Kansas City, where should we go next? I think uh, taking you into enemy territory uh, was hard enough. I think maybe I I jump into enemy territory. I feel like uh, Philly might be the next stop for a, a New Heights live show. I think um, that's the logical next place. Uh, yeah. Philly, 
Um, where's where's some place that Cleveland? Obviously, we could always go home. We could always go. We can go back to the Natty. We can go back to the Natty. Not a fan of Travis Kelsey right now, though. I don't yeah. even know if we're allowed well, back. That'd be my chance to try and get some love back, man. I'll nah. try some Gold Star Chili right in front of them all. We'll I'll go back it. to Cincinnati I'll... if the mayor comes on the show nah. and we can hash this out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, where else right. would be a good one? I think we should do a show in <laughs> Let's Hawaii. Do it. Let's do a New Heights Live in Hawaii. Yeah, I'm down. We got right? some. I hope we got some Hawaii fans or Hawaii nah, 92%. I don't even care if we got any fans. It's Hawaii. You can't be mad in Hawaii. <laughs> a good point. I'll do a live show on the beach in Hawaii on, on the North Shore. Shouldn't be hard to get there, get some uh, some hot guests there. But I'm really not asking There's you, a lot Jason. of guys that actually I'm, live in. A, um, I'm going to ask the 92 percenters. 92 percenters. If you hey, guys got uh, doesn't Alex an Smith idea. live in Hawaii in the off season? I think he. Uh, I think he does has a, have a place out there. But I'm Michael sure Bennett has uh, a place in SoCal. Hawaii. We get some good guests in Hawaii. Michael Bennett. We get some local I mean, guests too. I think it's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Go over to the shrimp trucks. We really enjoy doing the live show, though. We can both say that we genuinely enjoy enjoy the electricity and the energy. Oh, and, yeah. Um, just um, having some fun with the 92 percenters and a couple of guests. So please send in anywhere that you guys think we should have our next live show. And um, while you guys uh, send them in, we'll, uh, we'll work on getting the video version up on our YouTube page. So make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on all social media platforms at New Heights Show with 1S um, for the official release date of the live show on YouTube. And um, yeah, we also have some uh, big time announcement and news, as Jason uh, alluded to earlier, about uh, what we have on new episodes coming up. We, uh, we both were in KC, so we might have somebody uh coming up soon that you guys will enjoy so jason that's right and uh as we just talked about the live show for new heights we got to get to the other live performance which was kelsey jam the jam yeah the second big draft weekend event for travis kelsey outside of actually travis went to the new heights live show then he went to the draft and then the next day Kelsey Jam. Jam-filled weekend for Travis Kelsey. Jam-filled um, <laughs> This guy's killing it. I ran that. So, uh, Travis, um, you had the first ever Kelsey Jam in Kansas City this weekend. How'd dude, it go? Dude, at that point, it was like there's no way. Like the, the New Heights show was so electric. I was like, man, that was it. That was going to be the peak. Yeah. And then we did the draft and the draft was its own special event. <clears throat> I got to be on stage and um not even know I was going to say anything. I thought they like when they went through the script of like what was going to go on, we were just yeah. supposed to walk on there kind of sit yeah. back, stand back. Pat jumps on the mic, says something in Kansas City and then hands me the trophy and tells and like proceeds to like go dude go talk i'm just like man i don't know what to say i didn't didn't even know i was getting the mic here so i go up there and like i'm like trying to like hit him with just like something all right all right all right (laughs) while i like think of something else to say in the back of my mind that's why i look back at uh roger was like dude it's gonna keep letting me talk all right um (laughs) what's up i was um i was thrown under the bus no, nah, you did great. But I um yeah, I enjoyed that stage. I enjoyed the New Heights stage and then Kelsey Jam came around and um man, 
That was unbelievable as well, man. Yeah. I hate to say it, man, but 20,000 people screaming at you like you're a music artist. That was probably the peak of the weekend, man. That's fair. Um, That's fair. There was, it was something that I could have never expected to even happen. I didn't even think people were going to show up because it was raining. I show up there and there's already 10,000 people there. Nobody had even performed yet um, other than DJ Ari, um, who absolutely killed it as uh, as really the the running host of the show. Yeah. Um, kind of keeping everything in line and um man all the performers from tech nine to rick ross to loud luxury um and then kells just came in mgk came in at the end and he's like a true rock star yeah and the crowd loved the energy um like uh like new heights everybody was on their feet the entire freaking time nice it was so much freaking fun man i can i can't think kansas city and uh Everybody that came in for this Kelsey Jam and just this music fest, music and food fest that we did, man, it was uh, it was so much freaking fun. Um, auto- automatically and immediately, I'm thinking about how I can make it better for next year. So, um, yeah, we're we're already brewing up how we're going to do this thing better next year and try and make this an inaugural event, either in Kansas City or where the draft is. Well, you talk, you just talked about Pat handing you the trophy at the draft. <laughs> oh and yeah you Let's took that trophy stuff. you took that trophy you went that trophy you took that yeah, trophy took went that straight trophy. through the kelsey jam no no and, fucking way well we got video proof and we're gonna play right now so enjoy this video everyone <laughs> there it is there is the 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 footage of you desecrating a uh history trophy of the nfl um in more ways than one uh yeah how did it feel to, I'll uh, tell you what, man. To slam you, a, an icon. The people are absolutely fucking ill if you think that I would ever disrespect the actual Lombardi trophy like Travis, that. you would definitely disrespect that the Lombardi trophy. That was 1,000% a replica of how do, it. Why okay? do you think it would? I would why never, do, how, how is, I have way too much respect for the game, the history of the game. I can see the, the dent. The I know the that, dent is on the front <laughs> from Rob. <laughs> I can tell. There was no dent. In that freaking replica, right on the tip. it was the same. It was the same. Yeah, trophy. because Gronk had the trophy that said uh, "Chiefs over the 49ers. You because poured, that was a replica that I bought after I won the Super Bowl in Miami. You poured beer down the side of it like it was an ice luge. First of all, and it was an ice luge. It was the Lombardi luge, the and Lombardi it luge. was delicious. And then, then you spiked it on Lombardi the ground. Listen, of Casa Azul. I My forget her name. Whoever her name is, who was the granddaughter of the the guy that made the trophy, if she was upset at Tom Brady throwing it in the ocean, she's fuming right now. She's got to be real upset at you. Yeah. Well, I didn't do it to the real one, ma'am. So I think we're good on that book. Um, it could. Know. It was look, honestly. Look it was just me. like. It was just like the can that I threw on the ground. It was a replica and didn't have any association outside of it. Just looked like the Lombardi Trophy. It could have been a cake, for all that matter was. I was. Yeah. I would never freaking do that to Lombardi Trophy. It was all for the show, all to try and get everybody. You know, you would honestly. Up. You would honestly never do that to the Lombardi Trophy. No, I have no reason to do that to the Lombardi Trophy. You did lose. You did lose. Do the Lombardi lose to the trophy? I did. Yeah, I did do that. So you would at least do one of them. So we've established right. that you're already lying. You what, what makes you think I, that you wouldn't? I'll, spike I did it? the. You know why I did why the Lombardi lose? Because I've always, it? I've always wanted to drink out of Lord Stanley. Yeah, I know. I, I always I knew wanted exactly to do that. So yeah. when I thought of how can I take a drink off of this legendary trophy, 
the Lombardi Luge, baby. It made so much sense. It gets a little messy on the Lombardi Luge. There's not a real, you know, there's not a real like uh, poor effect other than you just gotta you just gotta send it. You know, you're gonna get dirty, but it's uh, it's it's glorious. It's glorious. What um, where is this in uh, in the in the uh, chronicles of um, disrespecting the Lombardi. Where does this rank next to Tom Brady throwing it in the ocean and Gronk using it as a baseball bat? I don't think I don't think Tom threw it in the ocean. I we think he threw to. it from one boat to the next, and somebody caught it. They caught because, it because yeah, they caught it because he was trying to let the other boat have an opportunity hosting the trophy in front of the city. Yeah, like that's yeah, yeah, that's I a teammate think, move. Yeah, I mean. I don't think it's disrespect. I think it's a teammate move to let your guy host the Lombardi. Well, the 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 person who made its great 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 grandniece, uh, whoever that was, said that it was disrespectful. Yeah, well, to each his own. I don't um, even know if that makes sense in this. No, it does. It's. T- I mean, listen. Yeah, you know, do your thing. You know, who asked her opinion? I like to say Apparently shout out reporter. to everybody. Shout out to everybody. So was Gronk using it as a baseball bat? Disrespectful. Nope. He hesitated. Yeah, because I had to think about it. And I was like, you know what? When you win the Lombardi, do whatever you want with it. How I have do a certain you disrespect way that I want an inanimate object? I don't know. Maybe spike it on stage. I don't fucking know. Does the, does, would it feel? Would it feel that? <laughs> if it can't feel disrespect, can it really be disrespected? Dude, honestly, if you got a problem with somebody doing that to Lombardi, go win it and don't do it to the Lombardi. That's a great answer. That's the answer right there. Yeah. I um, mean, you could you want it. It's yours. You do whatever you want with that thing. If you don't like the Lombardi and what it stands for, you don't care enough or you don't I don't care. I don't even know what I'm saying. To each his own. Shout out to everybody. Do your fucking do whatever you want. What's the I best win it. what's the I best trophy? What? What's the best trophy in sports? That's a great question. Man, there are some it's beautiful an easy trophies out here. It's not even a question. Yeah, it's not even close. Say it on three. One, two, three. The Stanley Lombardi. Cup. Yeah, you're right. What? The Stanley Cup's ten times better than the <laughs> He doesn't want it bad enough, ladies and gentlemen. He doesn't hey. thinks it thinks it's like the what is it? How where does it list? Where is it? Well, I, is I, it I can't list? win the Stanley Cup. Otherwise I would love to win that one. But um That's a good point. No, nah, there's nothing better than the Stanley Cup. It is, and the NFL uh, should t- start treating the Lombardi. The Lombardi would be so much cooler if it had a gang of people that followed it wherever it went. Uh, yeah. If it was the same, if there's only one of them in the world. But that's that's hockey's tradition. You know what I mean? I know, that, they I, fit, listen, they found it. that one out, and right. it's cool, we and be I unique. appreciate it. We I feel like there, there could have been more to the, uh, to the Lombardi, though. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, other than... Yeah, that wasn't the Lombardi trophy that I spiked. Stop uh, saying that I'm disrespecting the Lombardi trophy. Why won't you just ridiculous. admit that it was the actual Lombardi trophy? Because it wasn't. Why are you, Travis Chester was. Let's, all right. The, the, to, the, to the fan or to the person that retrieved it in the crowd, can you please send a picture to Jason so he can see that it was not the real Lombardi trophy? They still have it? I would assume they still have it. A fan has the actual Lombardi trophy just walking yeah, around Kansas it City. I picked wow. it up when I <laughs> actually you got me there, you got second. All righty. Last thing we want to touch on before we get to the draft. Um, we're gonna bring back no dumb questions, but we need your help. 
We would love to answer any not dumb questions that you guys have, but we want to open it up. I feel like a lot of the no dumb questions we get are strictly related to football. We would love to open this to all sports, uh, non-sports, um, donuts. Whatever your no dumb question is, we will uh, comment on it. I think that that makes it more fun for us. So uh, whether it's life advice, financial advice, which I would advise not listening to anything we say, um, <laughs> <laughs> or dating advice, which um, Travis Don't can help me. you on immensely. Don't throw me on the bus. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> please email us, tweet us, reach out to our Reddit page uh, with your not football dumb questions or football dumb questions, whatever you got. Hit us with it. Not dumb questions, I mean. Anyways, um, here are the kind of questions we want from my man on Twitter. Uh, and actually... Oh, this is from my Twitter. I was about to say, I think I tweeted this. From my man um, on Twitter? From my Twitter. Uh, are Aaron and Aaron pronounced the same or pronounced differently? Travis, where do you sit on this one? You just said the same name to me. Well, but if you were to read them, how would you say the sentence? Are Aaron and Aaron pronounced the same or pronounced differently? That's what I'm saying. Um, so what we found out that 50% of whoever surveyed this poll there's dude there's eighty three thousand people that surveyed this poll and it's 50 50 eighty three thousand eighty three thousand people well eighty two thousand nine hundred and twenty three to be specific answered this poll and it's 50 50 there's no way I, I, bro i brought open click the link in the thing no nah, elon he he uh he fired way too many people their surveys aren't working that's they're that just might, saying it's 50 50 every argument is just 50 this is all just filled up by by elon musk bots to <laughs> create bots. to create as much division as possible by making it a 50 50 50 50 yeah i mean i just don't so I've, i understand the logic that people try to come at it with like it's an e versus an a so an aaron versus an aaron right aaron error or whatever like you say that like i say earn because it's well, er well earn that's a baltimore thing right earn 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 and earn Aaron. 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 i say Aaron. Aaron both Aaron. Aaron. say the name say say both those Aaron. Aaron. yeah see Aaron. this is this is my point nobody Aaron. says these names differently. everybody's like oh no the one is Aaron and the other one is Aaron. i've heard these <laughs> names pronounced if you were to be like if you were just be like, oh, I'm going to go meet Aaron over at the mall, you're not going to say, oh, I'm going to go meet Aaron, Aaron over at the mall. Like, you're not going to say that. You're going to say Aaron. They're both pronounced exactly the same in everyday language. It's only when you get to questions like this where you come up with a bullshit answer about how you pronounce them differently, and it's nonsense. <laughs> Nobody pronounces this name any differently in everyday talk. There's not a difference. And it I'm going to start recording you people who say it is say. different. I'm going to catch you. Pronouncing these names, and it's not going to be the same. Jason's talking to his wife right now. Yeah. I'm definitely going to catch Kylie in the act. <laughs> oh, you're acting like they're different. Is it Eric? How do you even say it with the E? Aaron, Eric, Eric, Eric. <laughs> I, um, one of my best friend's name is Eric with an A, but you don't say Arik. You say that's Eric. What, that's what I'm saying. It's all the same. With, like, And... People said like, oh, the I is different than the O. Like it's Aaron versus Aaron. Nobody says Aaron. No, everybody that makes just sense, says Aaron. But everybody and Aaron. says Aaron. Yeah, <laughs> it's just sense, ridiculous. But, yeah, I mean, all of these things that people say sound good in theory, but in practicality, when you're saying the name, it's the exact same. 
like when you have B O and B E A X. Yeah, yeah. It's Bo. It's Bo. It's not. Yeah. Bukes. <laughs> I'm gonna go meet. No, no, no. You're gonna, you gonna? What are you talking about? It's Bo. Bu. Right, I'm gonna man. go meet Bu. Not French. I'm American. So those are the sound. those are the kind of my lips don't make that noise. I say Bo and Bo. I ain't saying Bu. <laughs> I've never heard anybody say. Say it. I how they say bu, it. Bu. I don't even know how a French person would say it. But that's how do you say Aaron? I don't even know if it's French. E? It looks French. What's up? How do you say Aaron with the E? It's Aaron. What are you talking about? How do you? How do they say it though? They say it's like uh, like uh, like a, like an E. Like you know how you say eh? They eh? say it, yeah. It's like an E H. Aaron. Aaron. If there was Aaron. that, then there would be an E H. I, I mean, listen, I think in other like countries, there is a clear difference where they say, well, like in Irish people or like UK people, they'd say Aaron and Aaron or like they make it more like they differentiate it a but lot. But in the American language. Yeah. It's Aaron and Aaron. And I've listened to you <laughs> Philadelphia people talk and they say there's a difference between Mary, Mary and Mary. No idea what you just said. How do you M-E-R-R-Y. Mary. M-A-R-R-Y. Mary. M-A-R-Y. Mary. Philadelphia people think that those three words are pronounced differently. Yeah, and, they're, and I don't think that they say them differently. It just They've just fooled themselves in their own heads that they say <laughs> things differently. They don't. There's no difference in everyday talk. Nobody says Mary, Mary, and I don't even know what the fucking third one would be. Mari, I don't even know how Mari, to get to the yeah. Mari. Mari, Mary, and Mary. Like, no. Nobody's noticing a difference. The only reason you notice the difference is the context. Oh, man. You marry somebody and wish them a Merry Christmas. You you marry Mary on Merry Christmas. I'll right? tell you what. There's nothing better than Jason Kelsey getting fired up about something that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> All righty. Before we get to the rest of the episode, we got to talk about something we've been eating for a long time. Long Trev. time. We got to talk about the Buffalo Wild Wings, home of the All-American Burger. Well, for a limited time at B-Dubs, you can order any of their five amazing double stack smashed and seared burgers. Yeah. And just for a buck, you get six boneless wings. I'm, I'm going to eat it, but it's they're definitely not wings. They're chicken nuggets, but I'm going to eat right. it. I'm with you, baby. They're you, delicious. Uh, what's, your, uh, what's your sauce? What's your go-to sauce? You like them spicy? Dude, I like any of the sauce. I'm not gonna, I like experimenting. I like getting the fewest count possible in as many different sauces. I'm getting Asian Zing. I'm getting honey barbecue. I'm getting lemon pepper. So you're getting, I'm getting six of each sauce. What as many as I think I can eat. I I respect it. Yeah, I'm doing a mango habanero. I'm, I'm trying them all. I love them. Do you love and the sauce? Of course, you, know, you got to go classic buffalo. You love their sauces, but do you love their burgers? Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I've never had a buffalo wild wings. What? I'm not, I, I mean, I'm just being honest. I, Dude. you know, I always went there for the wings. Well, I'm a big wing guy. I'll tell you what, dog. I've or had their burgers. Nuggets. I've had their barbecue good? bacon burger. Hopefully they still got it. And that thing nice. is the real deal. So I believe it. Don't forget to try their burgers and get that limited time offer. That's right. This is only a special wings. draft episode offer. And um, I'm going to, I'm going to make the visit. I'm going to try this thing out. I'm going to try my first Buffalo Wild Wings burger and get six chicken nuggets, a.k.a. boneless wings on the side. All right, guys, it's finally here. It's officially off-season workout time, so you know I'm taking my AG1 by Athletic Greens every single 
day. Man, I got to get on board. You guys probably didn't expect Jason Kelsey to be a big greens guy, did you? Travis. Travis, this was he way more than basic way greens. way too big to be drinking greens. There's like nine products in one. Just one serving of AG1 covers my all my nutritional basis and supports my long-term gut health. With 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source, high-quality ingredients. Well, if you're listening to this show and have also been trying to say, you know what? I needed to get back into playing shape. You're in luck because uh, Athletic Greens is giving you guys an incredible deal with five free travel packs and one year supply of vitamin D. Ooh, sounds so good. Like Travis just said, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. This is their best offer yet. You can only get it at athleticgreens.com slash new heights. That is right. Just athleticgreens.com slash new heights. Get your green, son. Do you think it helps regrow hair? All righty. Before we move on, if you're trying to get out of the house, our friends at SeatGeek are here to help you go to a, a game or a concert or some type of activity. Travis, why don't you hit him with the SeatGeek stuff? With over 28 <laughs> million downloads, SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app. Number one. How about That's that? Right. Man, it's Numero nice to be number uno. one. There are more than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeek. It blows my mind every time I read that. Yeah, that's got to be a typo. Uh, Including concerts, sports, festivals, and much, much more. I mean, we wouldn't be saying it if it wasn't true. All right, 92 percenters. 70,000, though? Like, what what possibly could they be selling tickets for? Well, this summer alone, you got NBA playoffs, and uh, you're headed to the Roots picnic, right? They got Uh, concerts all over the place. I'm trying to. Kylie is uh, begging to go to that one. And uh, I've been to the Reach Picnic a bunch of times. It's a great show. Uh, and uh, not surprising because those guys are unbelievable artists. So, yeah, I'm in. Well, make sure you hit SeatGeek for it. And SeatGeek hey. is great because they put all the tickets across the web in one place to make sure that you're getting the best deal. Each ticket's rated on a scale of 1 to 10. So look for the green dots. Those mean good. Red means bad. It's that easy. Wait, is, is 10 good or is 1 good? Uh, I believe 10 is good. That's usually how 10 is good. That's yeah. the way it usually works, right? Yeah. But they're the number one rated ticket in the app, not the number 10 rated ticket in the app. <laughs> it's crazy how that works, isn't it? All right. Rated and number now, one. <laughs> and you know we came through for our guys. Use our code KELSEY20 for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code KELSEY20. Make sure you click the link in the description to download the app. And uh, let's get back to the show. Let's move on and get to these 12 bold topics, a.k.a. just some bold topics to wrap up the actual NFL draft weekend. And first things first, Jason, (laughs) something like it. First things first, we've got to get to some uh, some new teammates, man. Yeah, man. Some new teammates. I don't know if you guys know, but the the NFL draft is this weekend. Um, It actually got (laughs) held up because Travis and I were late to the draft. They held it up? I thought I was right on time. (laughs) Everybody said I was right on time, dude. They didn't actually hold us. They held it up, I promise you. Well, I'll tell you what. They held it like a few minutes too fucking long because I got there right on time. (laughs) I looked at the freaking phone and it said I had to get there by 5.05 and it was 5.04 when I walked right up to the stage. So five. It aired at like 7, didn't it? 7.05 then. (laughs) I had All to right. be there at 05. Maybe and that's why we were running a little late. We thought we were <laughs> they were probably, yeah. I mean, I mean it's, uh, right. let's push it a few minutes here. Um, I'll tell you Anyways, what. Find we it, got coolest part ch- of it. Coolest yeah. part of it. Mama Kels, yet again, rocking another stage. 
getting up there and uh, picking one of the Eagles draft picks, one of my right. all-time favorite moments in life, seeing her up there. Um, yeah, she, she announced what, the Nolan man, Smith she, bit. She was live in front of the entire world and didn't flinch once. Yeah, she's, I mean, it's Mama Kels. Mama Kels, baby. Shout well, out to Mama Kels uh, showing us the ropes yet again. Then. Before we get to the Eagles picks, we got to talk about the Chiefs. All right. First round, you guys went with the last pick in the first round. I wonder why you were picking last. Um, Kansas City took edge defender Felix DK Uzama. Mr. DK Uzama. Felix, That's welcome right. to the squad, baby. Kansas State, baby. What a guy, man. What a guy. He looks like he has great freaking energy, explosive. I mean, he looks like he's going to help us out right freaking now. That's good. That's what you want looks in the first like round pass pick. Pass rusher, um, long What's, arms, explosive. He's a big long arm dude. Long, yeah. Is he a long arm guy? What, what's his long go-to moves? Guy. Um, dude, he's athletic as hell. He's he can get you, he can get you with a few different moves. Is he athletic or talented? Um, I'm gonna say he's athletic. All right, he'd be a good pickleball player. Yeah, I think you can. I think you can throw him in a few different sports, and he can he can play. That's good. I you you want athleticism and talent up there in round one, round two, number fifty five. Uh, you guys select SMU wide receiver. Rashi Rice. Boom. I'll tell you what, he might be he might be the dark horse in this uh wide receiver class, man. I'll tell you what, man. Doggone, man. I was watching some highlights. I like what he does with the with the ball in his hands. He's got a good feel for uh for voids over the middle of the field. Yeah. Um and he's tough as nails, man. I love wide receivers that are just tough dudes. Guys that stick their face in the fan, uh do the dirty work. He's a guy that that can definitely you can he can be counted on in the passing game, but man, I think he's going to help us out in a lot of different areas on the field, man. He was among one of the prospects that Pat Mahomes was playing catch with. Which, by the way, I think this is genius, and it's probably going to be tampering by next season. But you guys had Pat Mahomes work out with a bunch of quarter with a bunch of receivers. Well, he chose to work out with a bunch of receivers. No, no, no. That are they coming chose out. to work out with. They chose whatever. Yeah, wherever we were. Tomato, tomato. Um, uh, um, what's the potato uh, potato? No, what's the, the other one? Uh, ta- does a bear shit in the woods? Ta- tampering or tampering, whatever you want to call it. Uh, <laughs> he was out, outliers or outliers. <laughs> up to was, you. He's catching passes. Um, I mean, talk about a great way to figure out if the guy's going to be a good fit. Have your starting quarterback, uh, best pl- one of the best players in the league. Ask uh, him to run some routes you guys might yeah. be running during the season. <laughs> Not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. um, so well, Mahomes apparently told the Chiefs that he really likes this guy because they drafted him in the second round. I mean, yeah, you couldn't go wrong. All the guys that I saw down there um, that were working out that, you know, were Did you have any future tight ends? Picks. Any future tight ends, um, running backs? Was it only receivers? Nope, nope. I um, I think uh, I think there was some buzz around uh, Dalton Kincaid, but yeah. out, outside of that, now I didn't see anybody. We just had uh, all our all our dogs that are at tight end right now down there working in the Texas heat. Um, Dalton Kincaid. That sounds like it's like almost like a made up name. Dude, it's like he's like, an action, yeah, like, pack action packed. Like, yeah, like he's like a, one of the guys in Predator Thriller. Yeah, that's I was cool. Or, or he should be like running a. Um, like a safari. This is Dalton Kincaid's safari. <laughs> Dude, you got a creative mind there, brother. All right now. All right. Well, either way, I thought that that was genius by yeah. you guys. And obviously, Pat likes this guy because you guys picked him in the second round. Round three coming along. You got Oklahoma offensive tackle Wanya Morris. <laughs> Big man. Man, hey, he's Wanya. Get to the 
Kansas City Chiefs locker room. One, yeah, get you to the, <laughs> yeah, there you go, baby. Uh, it's going to be fun to get him uh, get him in the building. The big dude, tackle, uh, played actually played next to one of our star guards in Trey Smith mm-hmm. back in uh, back in college at Tennessee. Since then, transferred to Oklahoma. Um yep. and now is a uh, is a Kansas City Chief baby. Virginia Tech DB Chamari Connor is the number four number one nineteen fourth round pick. I mean yep. I've never seen a DB wear number one at Virginia Tech that I didn't think was impressive. So. I was about to say there are some schools that are just known for having certain positions, and I feel like DB Bi-tech. is a is a Virginia Tech DB is usually a one that like perennially they have pretty good. Ones. Oh yeah, shout out to Brandon Flowers baby. Um. All righty. Coming down to round five, the 166 pick. You guys take uh, BJ Thompson from Stephen F. Austin. Yeah, Small I'm excited. Guy. I'm excited to see this guy. Usually, you know what I mean? You get you get pumped about the guys that you just you don't have a lot of film on. Yeah. No, if you're from a seen, school that I haven't heard of, I'm very curious to see how I'm this is going to so pan out. I'm so curious to see how this – because it could be a freaking – was it a diamond in the rough? That's right, Jim. That you just didn't didn't see coming. Like Aladdin, uh, throughout baby. all the uh, all the excitement during the college football season. Usually, those small school guys don't get too much love, man. He's an edge so player. Let's, uh, yeah, let's see it. Hopefully, he isn't just uh, tossing me around in training camp. Round six pick, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, select Texas defensive tackle Keandre Coburn at number one ninety four. Big Coburn, yep, and um, seventh round pick, uh, Ball State corner. Nick Jones, baby. Nick Jones, we Ball know. State. Man. Yeah. Don't see a lot of corners coming out of Ball State. We'll see how this one pans out. Yeah, um, yeah have you reached out to any of these guys? Or have they reached out to you? Followed a few of them on IG already. Told them I'm fired nice. up to see them in the building. Um, my guy down in uh, XPE, down in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Tony Villani has helped me with a lot of my uh, my speed and my um, transition Um Tony Just Villani? throughout my yeah, Tony Villani is the the footwork specialist that I and like I met speed Tony? specialist. Yes, you have. You actually um gave me the okay and like the thumbs up to go down there and train because um, you kind of talked to him coming out of the draft. Is this the guy um, that was at a uh, Boca? Or? So he was up in Boca. And now he's down in Lauderdale, gotcha. gym in Lauderdale now. I remember this guy now. Okay, yeah. So Tony Tony's helped me out with a lot of stuff in terms of uh, just speed and um, athleticism. Um, control going in and out of breaks and things like that. And actually uh, purposeful movement, purposeful movement, baby. Um, Rasheed was down there training with him for the draft, I would assume. And um, sure enough, got the uh, connection through him to, to, you know, just give him a shout out and everything. And Rasheed is fired up, baby. He's fired up. He wants to come here, win a freaking Lombardi. No, it's uh, it was cool for, uh, for Tony to do that, man, to get the ball rolling. And uh yeah, I'm I'm one of those guys. You watch uh do you watch rookie minicamps on your uh on your iPad? No. But sometimes I'm there on like Friday when they first show up and I watch it for a yeah. second, but no, like I'm not to, watching. I like that. to peek at it. I like to see the fucking chaos that it's goes nuts. on in yeah. rookie minicamp. Do you remember walking in to that rookie minicamp and like going through the first practice, like what the fuck? did we just do that wasn't even football so we didn't <laughs> I, I didn't have a rookie minicamp unfortunately oh yeah yeah, yeah we came in a lockout, a lockout man yeah. yeah that's crazy yeah, i showed up too. at training camp and uh oh all God. the rookies were at training camp um, which could have also been a clusterfuck but it was um, it was a big time cluster uh the yeah. first drills i did was against the starting defense 
uh, in a 10 10 10 with um, Cullen Jenkins and uh, my man Mike Patterson. So, let, needless to say, the Bulls were flying fast, <laughs> they were coming quick. <laughs> Well, typically, uh, Ed, you come in, uh, you get drafted a week later, you go to rookie minicamp. It's a four-day yep. weekend that you have with the team where they bring in nothing but rookies. That's yeah. drafted rookies, undrafted rookies. Um, you sometimes and then quite have a few. Frankly, it's just like people that need to fill the weekend. Free agent guys. Yeah. yeah, that and guys that, you know, have a chance to make the team that they want to see more reps at or just, yeah. yeah like well, they there's say, guys that don't even it. have a chance. They're just It's just like a – a weekend getaway and uh <laughs> it is the most chaotic it's weekend getaway it's that they nuts. could ever have they put in probably close to 160 plays i would assume somewhere around that to like 200 and you have to by the end of the week it's like by the end of the weekend you're fried mentally physically you have full-on practices uh not padded practices, but everybody's out there in a helmet flying around. Nobody knows what they're doing. I mean, the quarterbacks can barely spit out the the, the play call right. um, because they, they're so new. They just got taught what they're doing the day mm-hmm. before. Right. So it's just um, – it's absolute chaos. And um, I love watching guys just do absolutely whatever they think is the best thing possible on film. And um, it's entertaining. I think is entertaining because it's nothing like a structured practice uh, usually is in the NFL. Um, but well, yeah, I was a part of that chaos. For all the guys that make it out of the rookie minicamp, what's the first thing they got to do in KC? I mean, you got to hit the the KC barbecue. I remember jumping into uh, Kansas City as a rookie. Um, first weekend, you get put in like a, a townhouse or a hotel for the weekend. You get shuttled back and forth from the hotel. And um, so I was out there without a car. It was back when Uber wasn't around Kansas City. It was taxi service was like the only way you could get around without a car if you didn't have a bike or your own vehicle. And um, I was walking around going to barbecue joints and just enjoying the uh, the area around the hotel as much as possible because I don't like sitting in the house. And, man, it was quite the experience. Got to, got to get some good old Kansas City barbecue introduced to Oklahoma Joe's at the time, which is now Kansas City Joe's. And, uh, and I, um, I gained some weight pretty quickly. So enjoy the Kansas City barbecue. Maybe uh, have some, uh, some greens while you're uh, enjoying it as well. Yeah. Just you, get ready for get ready for Chiefs Kingdom to show you some love, man, because this city is it's electric right now. Do you think Kansas City's barbecue is a little bit overrated? No. Okay. All right. Just asking. No, no. No reason behind that. Well, do you have any rookie advice for uh, the new Chiefs that are coming in? Rookie advice? Man, um, the biggest thing that I see year in, year out is, you know, everybody wants to be that, that star player. The guy that comes in is just like kind of like – immediately gets all the plays called for him, all the opportunities to be great. And that's not necessarily how it works in the league. I mean, if you're a first-round draft pick, that that's one thing. But for the most part, guys are going to have to come in and find a role. I was the same way. I was the number two tight end for like my two, my first two, three years. Um, and I had to come in and help out the team wherever I possibly could. So special teams, I was in every special team meeting. Yep. I was going to every single meeting or I was going to the tight end room afterwards. I'm going up to the quarterbacks, just trying to get a better understanding of, you know, timing and things like that. I'm listening, soaking in every bit of knowledge that I possibly can to just try and find a role on the team. And everybody uh, is going to have to do that. So uh, rookies, man, 
come in there with big dreams, big hopes that, you know what I mean, you're going to be that household name. But at the same time, uh, the task at hand is that you got to help this team right now win. And uh, sometimes that means, you know, you just got to find a role on the on the offense or defense or whatever you're playing. Yeah, man. It's good advice right there, Trey, man. It's about all the advice I got for rookies, man. Just come in and uh, get in where you fit in. Get in where you fit in, bro. Moving on to some new Eagles, though. The newest Eagles to be added to the Philadelphia Eagles. And these Eagles, a little more like dogs. You guys started (laughs) off the first round by getting two Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, D-tackle. Um, out of uh, Georgia, Jalen Carter. That's right. Mr. Carter, um, number nine overall. That's a <laughs> that dude just made a lot of money. Yeah, and he I just mean, made a whole lot of money. And Jason, you uh, you chugged some beer when the pick got announced. Were I you did. you were excited about this one, huh? Well, I was down in the pit. I was uh, going to be chugging beer regardless of who they selected, but was definitely very happy they took uh, Jalen Carter. Not um, right now. Yeah, I think most mocks didn't have him fall on that low. You know, this is a guy who I think most of the pundits had rated as one of the top two or three guys in the entire draft. Yeah. So, you know, for him to be available at nine, Howie and the Eagles to trade up from 10, one position to snag him, um, you know, I think that, that was pretty fortunate that he kind of fell that far for the Eagles yeah. from a talent perspective. You know, the big question about Jalen is the character concerns, right? And, um, yeah. you know, I don't get too concerned with character stuff, especially when it comes to like college kids. You know, this is, these are highly transformative years for all of these guys. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's a concern whenever there's character stuff out there and you have to do homework and you have to vet uh, with different sources that you trust uh, just how bad those concerns are but man i think that people do a lot of growing in college people do a lot of growing after college i mean these are still by you know all intents and purposes uh you know these are still young kids uh they're still young men Jalen gets the opportunity now to reinvent himself right he gets to enter the league he's the number nine pick overall clearly has the talent to be a premier player in this league you don't get picked that high if you don't have the upside to make that happen yeah um so as long as he does things right, as long as he, uh, you know, uh, goes about it the right way, as long as he dedicates himself, as long as he becomes a professional, um, he has a chance to have a life-changing career in the NFL. Yeah. Um, he has a chance to play for over a decade as long as he doesn't get hurt. If he dedicates himself to the game, to his teammates, um, and, uh, to his craft and he's going to be very very fortunate to work with two guys in that room who have done that you know brandon graham fletcher cox have both played on the defensive line and done things the right way for over a decade and they've reaped the benefits they've reaped the rewards so he's gonna be able to interact and they got a city that absolutely freaking loves them yeah so he's gonna you know he has a choice right and i and i'm looking forward to um seeing how it goes with him. Cause I mean, the talent's there. We're all excited as hell that he's a part of the team. Right now he gets to go out there and, um, and go out there and earn it, man. Go out there every day, 
go out there and uh, become the player that you can be. And um, he's going to do it in a room with a bunch of other great guys. And that's the other thing, like character concerns, man. I don't listen. I, I, I respect all coaches out there, but I've seen guys have fractured relationships with one coach, go to another team and be just fine. You know, I wasn't perfect in college. I know Trav wasn't, we've been over uh, the struggles he's had. Um, but man, environment makes a difference. Who you interact with makes a difference. He's going to enter a great room in Philadelphia and he's going to have an outstanding opportunity to take ownership over this. And um, every time I've met him, I met him right after we picked him uh, for the second time. I met him when he was in Philly for his top 30 visit, man. He's a good, he's, he's been a great kid in his interactions with me. He's looked me in the eye. I feel like a lot of these guys that have character concerns. I'm more concerned with guys that think they're too good. I didn't get that vibe with him when I met with him. You know, where he's like looking up, he's not looking you at straight at you. Um, he, you know, that's obviously not a great litmus test, but we'll I see. Think you got a pretty good gauge on uh, on on people, man. I um I grew up right around you. I think I got a pretty good gauge, so I think uh, we gauge things the same. And I tell you what, man, Philly's never been, you know, hesitant when it comes to uh, getting those red flag guys. Um, until yeah. it until it's you know picking Travis Kelsey because then they think it's just uh, that guy get that fucking guy out. Of I don't. Here. Are, we don't want him in the building. The um, number of guys that haven't that have been like locker room. <laughs> did no, you I'm hear just, anything? I, I said. did. I did. I'm, I'm ignoring it because I don't want to touch on the fact that you're still upset that the Eagles didn't draft you, even though you just won your second Super Bowl and have the most receiving yards of all time uh, next to. Well, a few guys. You still got a few people to catch, I guess, on that. But yeah, um, <laughs> through the first, the most receiving yards through the first 11 years or whatever it is. Um, listen, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't remember the last time the Eagles had someone in our locker room that, like, was that big of a cancer that it upset the chemistry of the team. I can't remember the last time that happened. And um, so, I listen, he's going to make a choice. Either he's going to commit himself and dedicate himself and do things the right way. And he'll have a long illustrious career where he can end up changing the lives of his entire family or he's not. And like, at the end of the day, I like taking a risk on a guy, not a risk. I like taking chances on a guy that have this much upside. I really do. I think it usually uh, ends up, uh, you know, panning out, but yeah. Well, it's fun. It's fun that you got to see him uh, not only before the draft, but during the draft, you told him that you're uh you're glad that he's an eagle and can't wait for one on ones. Yeah, he miss he misheard. I just want to let you know he misheard that. I said I'm not looking forward to one on ones. I don't look forward to one on ones with anybody. I don't, you know, let alone a, an absolute terrorizer in the middle of the field. Yeah, and obviously, like you said, uh, the D line room that he's going into is only going to help him, man. It's only going to help him both yeah. uh, on the field and uh, to channel that professionalism. So moving on to the end of the first round, <laughs> edge rusher Nolan Smith out of Georgia. Um, two Bulldogs, man. Two D linemen. Uh, two D linemen, yeah. uh, I should say. And, um, yeah, who would have thought that the Eagles would have went out and got two D linemen after having the most sacks in the National Football yeah. League? Technically an outside backer, but. He's an edge player. He's playing on the line. He's a D. He's rushing the quarterback. Um, yeah, I mean, it's another guy uh, from Georgia. This is the guy. Nolan is the guy that uh, Mom announced at pick 30. So, you know, this is a guy who's unique because he's a smaller edge player. You know, he only fits certain types of schemes. And we happen to run one of them that we're going to be able to utilize him a lot. We do some similar things right now with Hassan Riddick. 
who was one of the highest sack leaders, might have been the sack leader in the NFL last year. Man. But um, yeah, Nolan Smith um, is going to get an opportunity to be in a great room again and learn from guys that are really, really good at their craft. And the only reason he's probably there at pick 30 is because he's such a unique player, right? Like, you yeah, know, he's, he's not your 270-pound type stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's not a 270-pound DN that's going to play in a lot of these 4-3 schemes. He's he's playing a 3-4. He's containing and he's pass rushing. That's right. So yeah. And he's going to slide inside and run games probably on third down. Not right um, now. Noted. Yep, put it down. You won't see it on tape. I guess we might play you guys the first game of the year, so maybe you won't see it on tape. I hope we play you guys in Germany. That'd be it's not fun. happening. I already asked. Damn it. All right. Well, moving on to the third round because you guys didn't have a second round pick. Uh, offensive tackle Tyler Steen out of That's Alabama. Right. Anytime you get a, a offensive lineman so, out of Alabama, mm-hmm. um, you got a good pick. So I think we did have a second round pick. I think there was a trade that happened or something like that that pushed us back into the third round. So I don't know like if it was this one or this. Round pick, then. Uh, um, Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Big guy from Alabama can play guard or tackle. You know, we've had a really, really good offensive line for a number of years with Philly. And part of that is because the organization just invests in drafting and accumulating talent O-line, D-line, on O-line yeah. and in D-line. Um, and uh, obviously we lost Isaac Sayomalu, our starting right guard. We lost Andre Dillard, who was our next in line tackle and guard. So this is a, a – we need to get another guard tackle. That's just the reality of it. And, uh, you know, hey – Drafting guard tackles from Alabama, not a bad place to uh, draft guys from. Um, he's big. told us the, it the, works. The power is impressive when you watch him play, and uh, I'm looking forward to getting Tyler Steen over there at Stoutland University and to see what he's got. All right, now, well, your uh, your second third round pick back to back actually safety Sydney Brown. That's right, out of Illinois, fighting a fighting a Not gonna um, lie, have watched. Absolutely zero tape of Sidney Brown. But everything everybody says is that he's a heat-seeking missile playing with reckless abandon type safety, and that's how I like my safeties. So <laughs> that's, that's let's hope he's man. doing that in the NFL. I'm with you on that. Uh, yeah, moving on to the round four, cornerback Keeley Ringo out of Georgia. Got some some more Bulldogs. On bulldogs up in the building. Bulldogs, right, the Philadelphia Bulldogs. They were um, just the best team in college football, so yeah. I get it. Yeah, I mean, it's a good idea to get guys from the best team in college. It's not yeah. a bad uh, game plan. Um, yeah, another guy that I have seen zero tape on. And board. honestly, even if I have seen tape on him, I don't know how to evaluate cornerbacks. Uh, you know, in general, uh, you know, if the receiver ain't catching a lot of passes to his side, it's a pretty good corner. <laughs> <laughs> Round six. You guys drafted a quarterback, man. Hey! Have you just paid one? $250 million. Well, you famously, guys drafted uh, another one out of Stanford. Listen. The old, no brainiac. The old, the old tree. Stanford yeah. trees. Listen, Tanner Phil- McKee. Tanner of, McKee. Uh, Stanford University. Listen, we don't. Uh, Philadelphia is always going to invest in three positions. O-line, D-line, and the other one's quarterback. You know, we know firsthand uh, the necessity to have good backup quarterbacks. We saw Sam Fran struggle this year without a third string quarterback. Well, I guess it went into the year with three, a third string quarterback and had a lot of injuries, but um, you know, it's just, it's one of those things. It's always a good idea to have uh, at least three 
quarterbacks, if not four, uh, that you're comfortable with. Um, and uh, yeah, this kid's going to get an opportunity to prove himself. We've been known as the quarterback factory at one point when we selected Jalen Hurts in the second round back when Carson Wentz was still the starting quarterback. So um, they're still uh, keeping the factory up and running a little bit. All right now. Um, well, rounding out the draft here for the Eagles at round seven, D-tackle Moro Ojamo from Texas. How about Got a that? Big old, big old. We, we So both D-tackles from Texas uh, go to the Chiefs and the Eagles, man. How about that? Yeah, I mean, again, haven't seen a lot of this kid. I've heard he's a shot-off shotgun. He'll uh, be a nice boulder there in the middle of the defense. Uh, like him down there in Texas to yeah. shout-out shotgun. That's right. You just let him sit there, take up double teams, and uh, just create a bunch of uh, um, gunk. You gunk up the pipes of the outside zone and all the other things. You know, you just you know, so you're a space taker. Well, the Eagles uh, didn't leave the Georgia Bulldogs alone um, after the draft. The Eagles actually traded the 2025 fourth round pick and the number 219 pick in this year's draft to the Detroit Lions in exchange for a guy named DeAndre Swift. How about that? There's a little background work there. Traded up, got a guy that sounds like you guys wanted from the get-go. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we already had a great running back room, but everybody in Philadelphia wanted Howie to draft B. John Robinson. And yeah. um that was what everybody's take was on Sports Talk Radio. Shout out to WIP. Um and I think everybody's looking forward to that being the pick. But nobody expected Jalen Carter to fall. And when Bijan got taken at eight, Jalen Carter's on the board. Everybody's like, hey, this is a no-brainer. Let's get Jalen Carter. I mean, let's take him. Yeah. But you think you lose out on acquiring an explosive running back. <laughs> Not today. Howie Roseman trades a couple late-round picks and acquires an explosive running back out of the Detroit Lions and out of uh, Georgia. And go. adds another bulldog to the offense. Um, so we end up getting an explosive correct. running back and Jalen. I mean, you know, Howie's turning into quite the uh, manipulator of uh, acquiring talent through the draft, whether it's through trades or through uh, the draft itself. Traded okay. traded last season, obviously, for acquiring A.J. Brown during the draft. Yeah, this season acquires another explosive offensive player and he enters a room that already has some really good running backs. So um, I'm excited. Uh, I was excited before the draft and I'm definitely excited. Now we, we filled a lot of things that I think, you know, people were um, wondering who was going to fill the, fill these spots. So um, have you, uh, have you reached out to anybody yet? I reached out to nobody. I've uh, met nobody. Jason, you got a tackle coming into your offensive line room. You're the leader of the offensive line room. Yeah. Well, he'll, he'll be there eventually. Um, <laughs> don't got to rush it. All right. You know, I, listen, I uh, first thing as, they got to do. I will say this: as, as as excited as I am for the draft, it happens every year, and almost never does every pick pan out the way you think it's going to. Um, you know, it's it's exciting because guys are realizing their dreams. They've they're being entered into the NFL, and there's a lot of energy behind these new guys entering. But um, I always wait till I see the guys in person, see how they move out on the field get to know them. Um, all of that stuff gets reserved, re- reserved until uh, they show up in the, into the NovaCare building. Okay. Shout out to NovaCare. Yep. Um, have you, uh, what's the first thing they got to do when they get to Philly? Man, um, try the barbecue. Cause it's definitely better than Kansas City's. 
<laughs> I got a cheesesteak spot right down on the street from this place called Philly, Philly time. time, baby. It's got the best cheesesteaks you ever have. No, I mean, Never had a good one in Philly. I'll tell you I will what. say, I'm I think kidding. I think Philly's... Philly. Philly's, I, got uh, a few, I got a few favorites. It's actually all I eat when I go to Philly or cheesesteaks. Yeah, Philly's a, a big tourist city, obviously, with the, the founding of uh, the, uh, the United States. Uh, there's a lot of history. Founding of it? That's right. Yeah. The it Freedom Center. A, it just scribbled a giant. Where it was signed. What? A, they just scribbled on a freaking piece of paper. Um, they didn't find anything. No, found. Fi- the founding. Not the finding. Yeah, they didn't found it. It could. <laughs> it wasn't lost. It's never. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, no, I mean, so the sightseeing stuff you got to do. I I like doing it the double decker bus style because you can kind of catch all of that stuff <laughs> at once. You can you, hop off it, hop on it. You and mom are just legit, one and the same, and that. If thing. you're Mom's looking for the history, hundred times, it's the best. If you're looking for the history aspect of it, the hop on, hop off bus tour is a great way to see the city at a fast pace. Um, and then the other thing you gotta do is just go get some food. Uh, Philadelphia's food is, it's a really underrated food scene. Um, lot of great restaurants uh, to hit up. Um, I like hitting up the one-off unique spots. Yeah. Those Um, are the best. That's, that's where you really get the, the awesome side of Philly is it's not, it's, it, it does have its chain restaurants, but it has some mom and pop shops, the one-off spots that are just it's an old so city. Unique. There have been places that it's have been. It's a very self served city, man. I love that. There have been places that have been in people's families for generations. Um, it's 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 hard to say the first thing you got to do because Philadelphia is it's so diverse. Big city. It's so yeah. unique. Um, you know, it's affiliate neighborhoods. Like within two to three blocks, you're changing whether you're, uh, you know, in Passyunk, whether you're in South Street, whether you're in. Uh, old city fish town like there's so many different neighborhoods in philadelphia and they're all unique and different in their own way so um but just start start getting out the house that's what i recommend get out the house get out get to know the city it's a great city all these guys are are gonna love it unless you're from down south in the rural area then you'll probably live in south jersey but outside of that um hey man get to know it um yeah, I would say uh, you got any rookie advice? Rookie advice. Um, rookie advice. The biggest thing I tell all these guys is, you know, everything you do is being not just evaluated, but you're selling yourself. Um, I know it's a weird way to look at it, but what are you doing to stand out? And this is kind of from your book, Outliers, Travis. Love Outliers. There's every single day you got to be doing something that is standing out in that coach's head, standing out in that scout's head so that when they're upstairs, they're talking about you and you don't want to stand out in the wrong way. Right. Uncle's but, uncle's uncle talks us that one. Yeah. So what, whatever you're doing, one, whether, whether you're great in the meeting room and you answer questions well, and you do it better than other guys, whether, and, and the, and the coach is like, man, that guy really, he, he retains things or he asks good questions or he's, he's in the meeting, uh, whether you finish, that's one of the things that's like, oh, it's so controllable. Dude, you turn on that freaking film, dog. Dude, you if you are the last the- person to finish every single play. You're draining me, son. All these dudes are na- noticing that upstairs. Uh, you know, whether it's in the weight room, whether you're uh, you're strong, whether you're fast and you're going to burn people out there on the practice field. All there's, there's things that you got to do and you got to figure out what, it, what can I do to separate myself from all the other guys? Cause there's a lot of guys that aren't going to get separated. 
Mm-hmm. And those guys usually don't make the team. That's just the way it is. If there's nothing that is bringing you up in these scouts' heads or the coaches' heads where it's like, hey, man, this guy's different. There's something about this guy. I don't know what it is, but this dude finishes every single play. I don't know what it is, but this guy asks me questions that I don't usually think to ask. Yeah, What are you doing that's separating yourself from just being another you know, offensive guard 69 that was brought in last year as well? Uh, shout out to my man, Landon Dickerson. All so right, um, that's what I, that's the advice I give all the rookies um, stand out uh, and really think about what am I doing each and every day that these coaches are talking about me. I'm right there with you, man. I still take that mentality to every single off season, every single day in practice. I'm trying to do the right things and obviously show the younger guys what the right things look like. Right. Um so I feel like uh, effort is one of them. Always finishing plays, even even in the conditioning. Yeah, you know what I mean. Keep it going. And any any way that you can show uh, everybody in the building that you want this, that you care about this, that this is more than just a job for you. Yeah, um, I think you're in the right way. But don't do it for the wrong reasons, man. Don't just be asking questions just to ask questions. Yeah, nobody um, likes that guy. I've seen guys literally sleep in the offensive meeting rooms and not take anything that they're doing in that building out onto the field. And um, that that's just annoying to see. Yeah. Um, you really got to make, you know, what you're, what you're doing, all the knowledge you're consuming, you got to make a way to, to show that on the film, on the field. And yeah, um, yeah I'm right there with you, brother. Yeah. So we, we've added, we have, I think, seven guys from Georgia now, maybe even more. Is there a less intimidating dog than a bulldog? Like like Georgia Rottweilers. I'm like, God damn, that's a fucking vicious dog. But bulldog, I ain't, there's zero concern about it. I'm kick. I'm punting the fuck out of a bulldog. Zero concern. A chihuahua? Even a chihuahua's got some... I feel like a bulldog, they're, they're, they're lazy. They can't breathe right. You know, they're... Not fast. No. I don't... I mean... I'm right there with you. I'm not... If a bulldog runs up on me, there is zero worry in my head. Because... Yeah. At the end of the day, I know I can just punt it and just good. grab it by the back of the neck and just hold it up here. Right? It can't get to me. Yeah, not the best. I mean, they're they're adorable looking. So if that was, I guess we can't talk trash because Cincinnati. What's a, a bear cat sounds ferocious, just like a bulldog. A bulldog is the reason it's cool is because the name. I'm that's thinking a. bear cat. Bulldog, bulldog. That's a good name. Bear cat. That's a good name. Little do they know, bear cats are fucking stupid. Have you ever looked at those things? <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. A bistrong or whatever it's called. It's about the least intimidating thing you'd ever walk up on. Look out! Here comes the big tarong. Bistrong. I don't even think it makes that noise. It's more of a raccoon than a cat. I just have Cincinnati hats everywhere right now. That's dope. Um, no, but the, the way they got something. the name, the way Cincinnati got the name is dope. Do you know how they got the name? Yeah. No. You don't? No. There was a player back in the 1920s or 30s, maybe, whose name was Teddy Bear. I'm not making that up. His name was Teddy Bear. And in the paper the next day after he had a big game, the headline was Teddy Bear was so dominant, he looked like a like a combination of a bear and a cat. And that's how they got the Bearcat nickname. So it's named after a player, actually, not after... Um, a very unintimidating, stupid woodland creature. Yeah, well, or I don't even know if they're shout woodland. Out, or, shout out to Theodore. Yeah, man. I mean, that's a that's all we got for the Philadelphia and Kansas City drafts. But the last thing we want to touch on, man, um, 
But how did KC do as a host city? Man, I thought they killed it. Honestly, that was Same. I went to uh I've been to a few drafts and you seen have? a few draft stages. Yeah. I've never Didn't been go to my, that was draft, my first one. But I've been to a few. I went to Vegas last year, uh saw Cleveland's. Um it's uh I'll tell you what, man, I might be a little biased from the energy in the city and kind of what we had going on, but I had a hell of a week. I had a whole bunch of fun this week, and I thought Kansas City did an unbelievable job of hosting the draft. The draft stage looked amazing. It was the biggest stage and venue that had been put up uh, for the draft yet, and uh, that thing was packed to a T. Um, I just thought it was such a cool, unique uh, setting for the draft and uh, really made it memorable. Yeah, man, I – I thought it was outstanding. And that was the first one I've ever been to. Uh, Philadelphia hosted a few years ago, and everybody loved it in Philly. Um, I got to think this is just a great event. Uh, I've always loved watching the draft on TV. That was my first time ever going. I was in the crowd uh, with some of the fans that were there. I was in the pit uh, watching it for a portion of it. Um, Dude. Good vibes. Great vibes. I mean, you got to think about it. It's such an exciting time for fans. Who are we gonna pick? like? It's like you're pulling the lottery. You're playing. You're in Vegas. You go to hey, who we got? I mean, dude. Um, <laughs> I think I want to keep going. Like it was a great, and especially that first day. Man, the fans yeah. are into it. Uh, the whole nation's into it. Like yeah. I mean, it's it was a it was a great experience, and I want to. I think. I'm excited that the NFL does this now. I'm it, like it used to just be in New York. Yeah. Like I like that this is now an event that is moving around, and each city is getting a chance to partake in it. I'm um, with you, man. Because I think it's I'm with you, dude. I mean, you get to realize, you get to see firsthand kids realize their dreams. Cities get excited with hope and optimism. Uh, whether it's from a quarterback or a defensive tackle, um, I think that everybody. Dude, it's just a, it's a great show, it's a great event, and um, I'm I'm really happy that I was able to go to this one. I might keep going to these. All right, now, well, I'll I'll see you in Detroit next year. That's where's that next year, Jim? <laughs> listen, if there's one place we shouldn't go, we're not we shouldn't go to Detroit. <laughs> yeah, listen, baby, it's cold and it's, be it's cold, cold in there. the D, baby. Hey. It is cold in the D. Good thing it's, it's got to be indoor, right? And, the weather. Yeah, so that does it for uh, for the Kansas City draft experience. Shout out to KC for holding down an amazing experience. Yeah. Um, but um, why don't we, uh, to close this thing, why don't we uh, talk about some of the things that people might not know about uh, what happens after you get drafted, like the next steps into the days that you uh, you start to go to your team. Um, yeah. Like, uh, like how quickly are you in the facility working for your new occupation i was i should say your new career um yeah i mean obviously it's different for where you were drafted whether you're a first round pick an undrafted free agent and you know um the first round picks are shipped out on a private jet the very next immediately. day right and sometimes doing, that night sauce got shipped out that that's night right. because he was going from west coast to east coast so they're doing media all the next day and whatnot but for the lower round guys undrafted free agents the first time you're stepping foot in the building is a uh, rookie minicamp and that's your first opportunity to kind of meet people you usually you get picked up at the airport from somebody and um you know the first person you meet when you get there is uh one of the team either secretaries or executives that's in charge of um assisting players and showing people around um 
one of the first people you're going to meet is a role that every team is mandated to have, oh, which yeah. is the uh, player development. Player role. development. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was first in the league, my player development guy was Harold Carmichael, Hall of hey. Famer, future, future pretty cool. Philadelphia Eagles legend. Um, and this guy's sole position for rookies and undrafted guys and everybody that's new, I mean, new free agents, their job is to help that guy get acclimated to the new uh, city that he's coming to, right? It's whether it's, yeah. you know, telling you um, different housing options, where most guys live, uh, whether it's um, getting you set up. Uh, man, I'm trying to blank it. What else this guy does? Uh, well, it's just, he helps you with the move. He helps you find transportation. Yep. If you don't have the transportation, he's just basically yeah. there to make your life easy so you can focus on being the best football yep. player and best professional that you possibly can. And the player development role goes far beyond more than just, you know, meeting guys and helping them get settled. Yep. Uh, when I first came in, it was BJ Stabler. Now it's Ramsey Robinson. Shout out to Bino. Shout out to BJ. Both of them are been one of the two of the, you know, best people that I've ever met. It's usually a very personable guy that can relate to a lot of different guy, a lot of different human beings. Yep. Um, and they're just there to kind of make your life easier and help you develop into a professional every in which way possible. And usually that person has all the connects in the city that you yes. need. He has a real estate agents. Your, yeah. Yeah, no. to hotel connects to places that you know you can set get your family set up when they're yep. in the you know they're in the city. Um, yep. It's very very accommodating, and um, I'll tell you what, man, that role is uh, very uh, underappreciated or very un- under recognized. Yeah, I should say uh, it's very much appreciated, especially in my book and especially in the Kansas City locker room. But it's uh, sure. it's a position that not a lot of people like to shine light on or just don't shine light on. And um, yeah. Yeah, it helps out so much for uh, for guys that are coming in. I mean, we start off with Harold. Now we got Paul. Um, and I, I, a lot of this guy's job, and another part of this is that they literally meet. Every rookie has to do a meeting once a week. Yeah. And they do it with the player development coach as well as financial advisors one week. It might be um, you know real estate people. And like Anything that you could possibly need to know as an Eagle or as an NFL player, sorry. Um, You know, and they, they put this position together to try and educate guys and to help guys uh, get acclimated to a new lifestyle that they have no familiarity with. Yeah. And, um, and then also for former players, I mean, guys reach out. This is the guys, this is the guy that player, former players reach out to in terms of career development uh, opportunities, whether it's going back to school, whether it's doing an internship, uh, whether it's taking different courses that the NFL offers to further your education outside the game so that you're ready to transition. So um, like Trav said, these guys end up being incredibly important figures in each team's building. And one of the guys that the players are going to interact with the most so it's a, it's a highly um, kind of unseen role that ends up making a huge impact with guys in the league. All righty, that's it. We're done with the draft episode. Uh, that wraps up this episode of New Heights. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube to the New Heights channel so you know when new episodes are dropping. Um, and also, uh, we do have one last announcement. While we were in Kansas City, we finally got him! <laughs> the guy that I think Travis and I have been looking to getting on this podcast the most. All right now. We got Andy Reid. Big 
Red. The Big walrus Red the himself building. is in the building, and that episode is going to be dropping next week. The oh, Kansas man. City Chiefs Andy Reid episode. I blacked out. I'm going to be excited to watch this. I blacked out. I don't even remember what we asked him. Get ready. You know, there's. make sure you turn your contrast down because that Hawaiian shirt is going to be bright as a mofo. All right, now. And uh, make sure you're listened and subscribed so that you see when that episode drops. And uh, listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts uh, so that you can stay up to date with the New Heights show. All right, now. Once again, New Heights is presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment and brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> Don't forget to try that sauce, Gardner sauce. Yeah. Don't forget to also, for a limited time, order any B Dubs burger and get six boneless wings mm. for just one dollar. Mm. Follow the show on all social media platforms at New Heights Show with one S for fun clips throughout the week. And thanks to our production and crew for always making us look good, baby. We Very love much. Y'all. And to the 92%ers, we'll see you next time, baby. Mm.